Seer Show is a live broadcast of truth seekers and believers, empowering the evolution of consciousness. Raphael and Celeste will dive deeper than the mainstream media while answering the mind's deeper questions and transforming conversations. They will have unique guest speakers who will share knowledge, tools, and techniques to create coherence in our mind, body, and spirit. Good morning, good morning. And good evening from Australia, Queensland to you, Raphael. How are you, my dear? Always good. Always good. I know. Good. That's a great <laughs> thing, right? You know, it's, uh, you, you can, every morning you have that opportunity, you know, to start fresh, mm. eat fresh, think yes. fresh, yes. <laughs> smell fresh. <laughs> and that's why I showered. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, you know, I have to take my cold, cold shower. Mm. And people are like, you in New York, it's freezing there. Why are you taking a cold shower? Because it wakes me up. It makes me feel alive, right? Mm. Gets your system going. Yeah. So we have some interesting things to talk about today, don't we? Yeah. You know, when I was doing my research for most of these, it was quite you know, it was, it was shocking. It was very reminding myself that how far we've come from mm. the miseducation as well of what we're buying, what we think is fresh or what we think is vegan and healthy and not realizing even the corporations behind who are actually producing these yummy little breakfast snacks, oh but God. then also sell the pharmaceutical drugs for an adult because you've been eating them all your life. So mm -hmm. there's, there's a few stories we're going to go into, but it's mainly just about let's eat more fresh, but why? Yeah. And also what it means to eat preservatives and how dangerous they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a vicious cycle, if you will, right? Because I'm going to be very honest with you. When my parents came from Colombia, and they came first, and then they brought us. I'm one of 12. <laughs> right? Isn't it crazy? So I'm number much 10. Up. I'm number 10. So I came in 19, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, 1973. Right? And I was, it was a couple of days shy of my birthday, my eighth birthday. And I didn't know anything from anything, you know? I just knew that there was food and I eat it, right? And as I got older and older, there was all this, I was eating this processed food that I probably did not eat in Colombia. I didn't. Everything was fresh. Mm. But then I came here and my parents went with the flow, right? And what was the flow? The flow back then was canned food, right? Soups, right? All the different kinds of soups, vegetables, all these different things. And then wait, wait, TV dinners. <laughs> With the little tables you can pull into your lap. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, all the processed foods and all that stuff. And it's like, wow, America is great, right? It is the best in the world. And, and of course, then microwaves come along and, oh, my goodness, what a divine world we live in. We can have anything, anything we want and we don't have to wait. No. But you get... What are people doing in front of the microwave? Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> time, 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 time. <laughs> yes. You know, there's the shelf life, reading the label of the shelf life, anything that goes up to five years, mm. you really should question yourself how that is being created yeah. to last and not to decompose because that's the whole process right. how do you possibly think that your eight meters of stomach you know 
can digest it because it's yeah. been designed purposely not to break down, not to dissolve, and certainly not to decompose. And uh, but I mean, first of all, it was advertised actually way back, and this is a bit of a storytelling I'd like to go down to in Napoleon. Okay, can mm. can I tell the story about Napoleon? Like you I can. was. So surprised, Raphael, that this all started actually in the 1800s. And it was Napoleon who started investing and almost like demanding someone to come mm. up with more shelf life because he wanted people to have a balanced diet. He wanted his nation and also especially his soldiers for war, 1800s, to have seasonal-based foods. So Napoleon's intentions were actually very good towards his own people in saying, I would like to eat, have them eat more healthier. Mm. And back then in, in 1801, he put out a competition for 12,000 francs back then for someone who would uh, finally invent long shelf life. And um, so Mr. Nicholas Appert won that prize, who was a French chef. And that's when it all started. This person actually working on it for many, many years, but it was through a competition that Napoleon put out that he won and he got the attention finally in preserving food. Mm. And again, the intentions were actually really, really good with that because they wanted to have the whole balanced diet, seasonal-based food. Mm -hmm. Going then further into 1820s, they started the big factories. So it went from like hand-making to having sort of the luxury of them coming out faster and faster and faster. And that even surprised me because I thought 1820, we already had tin factories. I was, I, I'm going to be honest, crazy. I wasn't really that it's so you know because we're like 2023 now so mm. and then 1858 they had like their first sort of personal war on who can paint and the tin openers mm. so again we're going back to like the 1850s about who invented the best tins and how fast um, can we produce them? And then 1870s, we had the pressure cookers steaming the food inside with that, mm. you know, high speed going from hours to up to just minutes, pushing them out in quantities. So, but back then, again, the intentions were good. In the 1800s, they were still using the local farm. Right. They were still using healthy food inside and the intentions were good. So, but this is where the story now has unfortunately a little bit of a sad twist in it. When mm. we go into 1901, so this is a hundred years of giving people jobs, having people eat a balanced diet, things like that. Monsanto came in. And now on this episode, I'm only going to be talking a little bit about Monsanto, but we actually, when you go and do your own research into you know, the beginning of 1900s, who was starting to genetically modify mm -hmm. the food. Yeah. Monsanto was one of the biggest um, and mass producers and suppliers of these chemicals. And just to make this very clear, Monsanto is not a food company. It has never been and is not today. It is still classified um, and and you know, patent as a chemical company. So anything that comes from Monsanto is purely just from that angle of how can we, you know, genetically modify or cross-pollinate <laughs> or add chemicals right. to our foods to last longer or to make you addictive or then also almost be, you know, the client for later on when you need the pharmaceutical drugs. So I truly believe when you look into that complete change of the 1800s, where it was a good intention and a great idea to preserve mm -hmm. food, to a complete history change, yeah. 1901 onwards. And it was purely just what can we add chemically to last longer for the food not to decompose. But you can't expect something to, you know, not decompose, but then you eat it, you know, you, you can't digest it. 
So there's a little bit of an inspiration I just wanted to share in, and this is hard because I'm talking to you in America and I, as far as I believe, you don't have labels on all your products. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) We Southwest in most European countries and especially here in Australia, you can read the label. You can read what kind of preservatives are in there, what their names are, and then you can put the time and the effort into mm. actually looking into what they all mean. And also, I mean, really, if you do want to spend the time, and for all the listeners and the viewers, I just pulled a very basic slide up. If you even just type into Mr. Google, you know, mm-hmm. they will actually teach you what preservatives are. It's just that we've lost the time and the interest to even being able to articulate all these long words. (laughs) Uh, Some of them you can't even pronounce. (laughs) That's right. Like I I literally surrendered and thought I'm not even going to try and and speak out all these really long chemical names. And but again, that sort of shows that we don't talk about these things. We don't look up what they mean. And with this episode, I feel like I just want to inspire people to look into it's not just about, um, you know, salt or sugar. There's so much more behind what genetically modified means and what other things are actually preservatives that will absolutely destroy mainly your, your, your gut bacteria. Right. And it, I personally believe, and I have to say this very clearly, I personally believe it does also alter your, your spiritual awareness, your mental health, mm. your clear thinking. I truly believe if you're not eating healthy or you actually have almost like an allergy or you can't tolerate these preservatives, it's going to slow your immune system down. It's going to slow your gut bacteria, your microorganisms down. It's going to also slow down your ability to have clear thoughts. And this is, you know, a huge wake-up call, especially for parents, if it's from young kids or especially teenage hormones. If they're eating preservative foods every day, there's Mm. almost no chance they can have clear, fresh thoughts because they're not eating enough fresh food no not at all you you know i'm going to be honest with you when we're talking about this there's a show that comes to mind and we're talking about preservative preservatives and there's a show that i used to watch when it first came out it was called the walking dead if you recall that show Mm -hmm. and if you saw they went into these homes because there's no food nobody's making food and then they would look into the shelves and the the cabinets and look for canned food because obviously that's the only thing that survived Survived. right and then eventually when they got their own campgrounds they started growing their own food Mm. in order to be able to survive but we don't we're not in that state that's not real, right? And there's no zombies coming after you. So you can actually, even in your own home, start mm-hmm. to grow some vegetables and you know things of that nature. And they have all these different things that you can even buy now. They have these pods that you can have yeah. and you can grow different vegetables and all these things. Now, I do live in New York. I have a friend of mine who lives in New York City. And they do have, but even when I worked in New York City, I used to go, if I work, went into work on the weekends, which sometimes I did, I would go there and on my way home, I would stop by the fresh fruit market and there would be these farmers that would come out and they would bring all this and, every, and it was packed. Because people said, wow, fresh fruits and vegetables, right? And it it was different. And it was a big hit, right? And it still is. But one of the things that my friend does is she grows so many different vegetables. and, And she has like this great garden in her home. And she lives in the heart of Manhattan, New York City. So it does not mean you can't do it. 
No. It just means you have to put the effort in, right? If you have a window, which I presume most people have. Let's hope. Even just that little bit of sunshine <laughs> that can come through a window, you can build, as you said, these little pods up. So even for the city people, and again, mm. we're just here to, to inspire with this episode. We're not here to criticize. We're not no. here. We're sharing our, our compassion and our love and yeah. in inspiring you again to go, how can I eat healthy, but also why and what changes will I have, not just physically, but also spiritually. Right. And talking on a spiritual level, I think the last two, three years have been as quite difficult for mental health as it is. A lot of people went through severe lockdowns. Mm. So obviously tin food, once again, was popular. I mean, I am completely honest here on this episode. We when we had a few lockdowns here in Australia as well. I bought some tin foods as well, mm. you know, but I was aware of why I'm doing that in that situation. But if you're waking up, let's say tomorrow morning and you don't have zombies and you're not in a lockdown, please put that little bit of effort in. Find out where your fresh markets are. And we've mentioned this before on a on an episode, Raphael. You actually meet wonderful people. Because <laughs> you're going to be around other people who probably have more of that clarity mm. and that heart chakra because they've been eating healthy foods now that's a personal opinion but i am expressing it you know <laughs> there's another thing obviously what i was researching which was um quite shocking for me in the 60s it started with you know baby food being in mm. tin i again i felt quite naive looking into the time history of how Soon, also, you know, parents were advertised in do the right thing for your children and your family and have seasonal based foods and a balanced diet. And I, for the um, viewers and the listeners, I've just pulled a, a slide up with really old school tins, oh, yeah. actual baby faces on it with a vegetable omelette. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I just had this vision going. That could you imagine having oh. an omelet out of a tin oh my God. <laughs> and feeding it to your newborn baby? But again, I, I just lost my appetite. I know. <laughs> and most of these were again for Monsanto. And this is in the 60s. And the 60s mm. was, and I'm sorry if this is, uh, you know, quite a sensitive, awful subject, but Raphael, we're going back to the Vietnam War mm -hmm. where Monsanto was the only producer of Agent Orange. And that was when they had that terrible incident right. where they sprayed um, the crops to see the oppositions and they killed over 400,000 people. Right. and still nowadays have birth defects due to this ancient orange. Now, this is at the same time in the 60s when all of that happened, they were advertising have a vegetable omelette out of a tin for your newborn mm. baby. So I'm questioning a bit again with the history of, of, of this is so all the babies that were born sort of 60s, 70s, that generation, you might want to start asking your parents, if you, if you can, God bless, yeah. what kind of foods did I grow up with? And then reflect that maybe onto what are you eating now and what it's done to your health. Mm. And maybe have you continued that cycle? Because very often what you know, what you grew up with is what you like and desire as an adult. So, and this is where, you know, as an example with Nestle, and yes, I just said it, uh, two, two big companies here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have you talking on Huge my door. <laughs> um, you know, but Nestle, everyone knows this, you know, do your research. They sell both the, the breakfast snacks and then the diabetes pills for when you're an adult. Mm. So, but the 60s, Raphael, had a huge, huge, almost boom of feeding newborn babies tin food and preservatives. Mm. So you're growing up with actually 
quite poisoned food. And he, oh, that was my phone. You, you know, ah, Celeste, no problem. Time. Usually I'm the one with the, with the alarm. Yeah. You know, when, um, when I was a kid, right, like I said, I didn't know any better. And my mm-hmm. parents, unfortunately, even though they were both educators, they didn't do that research. They didn't do that particular. They thought, hey, if if it's being sold in the supermarket, it must be okay. Yeah. Right. We were naive, right, as, as consumers. And we were fed lies. And we still are. Still but now, now we can educate ourselves so much more than we did back in when I came to this country in 1973, 75, 1980, and so forth. As a teenager, if I had money, I would go and look for some of these foods myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, I want that TV dinner. Looks good. Yum. <laughs> My God, you cannot force me right now to eat a TV dinner. I'd rather just drink water instead, right? But, you know, myself, I was guilty of eating and purchasing these foods until one day I decided, what's in here? What am I eating? And when I decided to wake up, if you will, right? Because so many of us are not awake. We're not aware. And so when I personally decided, what am I consuming? And one of the things that I do nowadays is I look at my food and I talk to it. I'm like, what are you going to do to my body? How are you going to treat me? What happens to me? What happens to my gut? What happens to my health? What happens to my brain if I consume you? How am I going to feel an hour after I eat you? So one of the things when I was younger, I can eat 10 pounds of pasta. And I was fine. If I eat one bowl of pasta now, I feel bloated. So a lot of times, and if I even go to an Italian restaurant, I never look at the pasta dishes at all. And even people are like, oh, you don't want any pasta with that? I'm like, no. With so because, that. <laughs> because because and it's America, I, right? You have the big portions. Do you want to have huge, pasta with huge your pizza? <laughs> yeah, huge portions. And when I was younger, I used to go, because I have a very fast metabolism and I could not gain weight. I was very thin. I was very thin. And for lunch, I used to go to this restaurant, Italian restaurant, and I used to get four slices, lasagna, and maybe a meatball hero. (laughs) And I still could not gain weight. And when I used, the first time I ordered that, they thought I was going to sit with someone. I sat by myself and ate all this. And and the owners of the rest, they like passed me by. They're like, okay, he's eating. And I ate everything. And then eventually I had friends of mine come and I would order similar stuff like that. And I would eat bowls and bowls of pasta and still not feel full. And so once in a while, they used to bring me a huge bowl, a huge, and they used to go here. After I, I ordered three meals, and then they would give me a fourth one, and they would just like sit back and see, is this guy going to eat it? They probably I, did bets, money bets. <laughs> and I did. I ate it. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy, but I should have been 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. I, I was not. I was as thin as my pinky. And it took me a long time to slowly start to be able to gain weight. Now, a lot of people who are listening to this, they're probably going to be mad at me. They're like, I can't even lose the weight. And meanwhile, you're eating all this food and you can't gain the weight. So we all have different 
battles that we fight. But when I realized that I even used to drink the protein drinks, I used to drink three to three to four protein drinks every single day and eat like that. That was my lunch, right? I would go back to the office. Two hours later, I would have a huge protein drink. And because I worked in a particular office where we had a chef, after lunch, he'd put out whatever leftovers and I would eat that. Then I would go home and have about five dinners. It was crazy. I am so surprised that my body even allowed me to eat that way. But I went through this process of eating processed food. I process, process and process, right? Yes. Of eating all these foods that right now I would never even touch. Like I said, if I do have pasta, it's, it's, a, very, it's a handful and it has to be whole wheat. Mm. Right? So I realized that I can't eat the way I used to when I was in my 20s, right? But... I still have a big appetite. What I do now is if I have a, a meal, a big meal, I don't eat it all. I eat half of it. And then an hour later, or even several hours later, I'll eat the other half. So I am still sustaining my body, but I have made a conscious decision as to what I put into my body which is what this show is about. We're trying to inform someone. Listen, do you want to know how much money is made every year on just canned foods? Okay, $15.7 billion. And this is how many cans are consumed only in America. I'm not talking about any other country. 130 billion cans of food are consumed every year huh. and the number is growing so it's a big big money they also employ over 28,000 employees with plants in 33 states Puerto Rico and American Samoa so think about why we are fed these types of foods now. Mm-hmm. It's not for our health. It's for their pocketbook, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, as you said, we grew up with it. So mm. we don't know any better. Right. So we are also addicted to it without realizing. Mm-hmm. And also on a psychological view onto it, Food is often there to replace love, affection, yes. you know, reward, and it's, it's pleasure. So a lot of people eat to probably, you know, try and balance something else in their lives. Yes. So again, they are designing the covers and the almost like the coloring and the whole story behind why you should eat this because Mm. they know exactly you're maybe lonely or you're this or you're that and you're replacing some emotion that you're Mm. needing or desiring or or you don't have with food and again I'm honest I love food and if I maybe don't feel so well if you give me a big portion of pasta I'll feel better afterwards (laughs) I know (laughs) right so but I then go nowadays for the gluten-free pasta and all of that so I I'm very aware nowadays of reading the labels but also understanding a little bit what preservatives are Mm. and being in, in the theatrical industry I had to always eat very fast which is incredibly unhealthy as well. So it's also time they're selling us, not just the emotions you'll get from it, Mm. but also the time it's quick. We're here to support your lifestyle. And, but it's these forever chemicals. And once you read up what forever chemicals mean, and we'll we'll get to that in a second, you'd be so shocked in realizing there's no way you can digest it. And, uh, 
you know, without going into for too much detail, but you got to have number two every day to all the listeners and viewers. If you're not doing the number two once mm. a day, you're actually in deep trouble because it means you're not digesting what you ate and it's just brewing right. with poison inside. Mm. And uh, as an example, in uh, on the 7th of February, we've got Eleni Woods on as a guest speaker. She actually will also mention that a lot of her clients that come for Chinese medicine, they do all the right things, but some of them admit, oh, I just do number two once or twice a week. Mm. And they're not realizing that that's why they feel fatigue. Right. They can't concentrate, moons, you know, mood swings, oh, yeah. Up and down, it's because you're eating food that cannot be dissolved, cannot be digested, cannot be decomposed. And in theater, I, I often went through a few years of eating protein bars, and they're really advertised with healthy fats, national, you know, natural sweetness, high fiber, micronutrients. The truth is, though, again, look at the shelf life. Yes. So, you know, it's almost like well, I'm eating a fitness protein bar, but we're not. And yes, the ingredients is in there also in the recipe. But once once again, you turn it around, the winty, 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 tiny little fine print. That is the ones that will actually explain to you, you know, the preservatives that are in it. And that's why they can last so long. It's the same with the, you know, ready to make breakfast meals with the fresh yogurt and the oats and the fruit. If it's in a goddamn plastic box mm. and it lasts up to three years on a shelf, mm. that's not your fresh breakfast. No. So it's really hard because it's we not. want to. It. <laughs> it's not. You know, you know, bef before you go on, you just reminded me I had a a health coach with me and she's like, you know, I wanted to know how long a hamburger from McDonald's lasted. Mm -hmm. She had it for four years, four years. And it looked brand new. It looked like it, she just bought it four years. And I'm like, Oh my God. Mm. A it's hamburger, the including the bun. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing got damaged. And it was like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine? This is why fast food, it may be fast going for, to getting it, but it does not process in your body fast. No. It's going to no. it's going to hurt you so bad. Somebody said to me, oh, yeah, fast food. I'm like, I can't recall the last time I had fast food. Mm, good. I'm very yeah. proud of it. Yeah. But when I was <laughs> younger, it was a treat. You know, I and I was telling another health coach that I had on one of my shows that it was a treat for us. When I was a kid, McDonald's was not near my house. Now, there's one like, you know, I can walk to it, you know. Don't get me wrong. It'll take me seven minutes. But, you know, it's it's like, I don't know. Let me think about it. It's about eight blocks away from my house, right? If I go another direction, there's other fast food places and so forth. But when I was a kid... It was two miles away. So me and my friends would go and it was a treat. We would walk to it and we could take our bicycles. But for some reason, we used to like walking and we played games along the way. And it was an adventure and it was not an everyday thing. No, so right. the reason I'm bringing this up is because I had a instructor of mine. She started out heavy. She started coming to my kickboxing classes and she lost 60 pounds. She did phenomenal. And she was a single mom and she had a daughter. And eventually she was so good, she started teaching for me. I did not know how she out of convenience, 
fed her daughter. Convenience. Her daughter ate breakfast from McDonald's. Her daughter ate lunch from McDonald's. Her daughter ate dinner from McDonald's. Every single day. Her daughter was this little, beautiful, thin, very thin girl. Mm. But she wouldn't eat any other food. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's ever happened to this young girl. I, I, I heard last time that she was in college and so forth. But I don't know what her insides probably are going to look like. What problems she may face later on. If that's what her, let's call it a diet, her lifestyle was. Her lifestyle was fast food. And I can only imagine what damage this poor child went through. And maybe, who knows, maybe that's what she still eats today. And well, even though I talked about it, I had I had a, a big program with a doctor, and it was that biggest loser program. And yes. we did a, we did our own, and we I had a doctor, we had people, she had a ton of people who were overweight. And we we made a challenge to win a thousand dollars in a certain amount of time. Whoever lost the most amount of weight, and we gave this person the money. Can I tell you one of the deals was in order to be in the program, I had to go to your house. I love get that. rid get rid of your bad foods. Do you know how many cans of food I took out of people's homes? How many? There was one girl who used a gallon of olive oil a week, a week. Mm -hmm. Other people, I took cases and cases of soda. One girl drank seven cases of soda a week. And I went into another person's refrigerator and the freezer was frozen bagels. She had two refrigerators, and then the other one's all frozen foods, fro frozen dinners, like we were talking about. And I literally took big garbage bags and put all this in there and took it out of their house. And some of them were crying. <laughs> yeah, because of that, that's the emotion again, right? Because I was, I was taking something that they were used to. Now, what are they going to eat? So I would even show them how to. We even brought them into uh, my home and I taught them how to cook. Because yeah. I cook, right? So I taught them how to cook healthy, how to cook a chicken, how to cook different things, how to make vegetables, how to, you know, have a healthy, healthy meal. And it was great. A lot of people went through a lot of transformations mm. but i gotta tell you their blood levels because it was monitored by this doctor that i worked with and we started with everybody's blood levels all the you know all their different if you if you will the cholesterol every little thing and it was all the blood work that was done yeah and what wound up happening is within weeks they changed. Some of them stopped being on certain medications. And it was all based on the processed foods they were eating yeah. and the fact that they were working out. They also had to work out with me several times a week. But we can make a difference in our bodies and in our lifestyles mm. if we want to. Mm. I have to tell you, the girl that won one, because she wanted the money. Mm. She lost 61 pounds. She gained back 90. Mm. Because she just did it for the money. And the doctor, her heart was broken because she believed in this girl. And it was one of her clients. And mm. she said, Raphael, you're not going to believe what happened to her. I said, oh, I, I can only imagine. She said, yeah. 
And she, she, this doctor was trying to get her back on track, but to no avail. The attitude is not there because it's sort of going back to who do you want to be? What mm. kind of person do you want to be? Right. And uh, what what's the, the outcome for your brain development, for, for your brain function, right. to then have the ability to have um, spiritual awareness, I to am. have personality to have your career to be happy to be creative mm -hmm. so it's not just that we are inspiring people to lose weight you can be a very happy um plus-sized person and <sighs> still actually you know this is more really just about your organs as well and i mm -hmm. think so and it's been misunderstood it's not just about weight gain that we want you to eat fresh right. it's about how are your kidneys going to be and your liver and your gut bacteria right, yeah. when you are older and as you said this little girl she ate mcdonald's three times a week and she mm. was skinny okay because she had that metabolism but the preservatives all the salt and the sodium and all these oh. chemicals inside come to her let's say even 40s and 50s hormones organs all of that um it'd be interesting to see what pharmaceutical drugs she'd be on nowadays and oh but going you can only imagine you know you said something about treats and we all deserve treats we use treats like i i have my dark chocolates for treats and you know things like that and um, but there's one that I wanted to mention, which is very, very famous. And I know we all do it. And it is popcorn. Mm. Because popcorn, even just the smell of it, you know, which is an extremely, um, it, it's a chemical um, scent mm. that they add to it. Again, that you're actually right. not really able to, to process in your body. So that in itself, the chemicals are actually luring you into eating the popcorn. But number one, it is extremely constipating. Mm, <laughs> so those yeah, yeah. who are already eating healthy, you're not gonna, even going to get that out. But secondly, it has so much preservatives in it and also just from the chemicals in the factories. So please, for those who do think every time I go to the movies, I'm going to treat myself to popcorn Guys, like ladies and gentlemen, you want to start reading about the forever chemicals that are in popcorn. And this is, again, it, it, it started as a tradition, right. 1920s, where it was such a beautiful thing to go to the movies. So, again, it had that positive uh, intentions to eat something with the movies, but it was perfect by them to introduce that because now – Let's be honest, 99 people out of 100 that will go to the movies will eat popcorn because it's become a tradition. It's become yeah. a habit. Mm -hmm. and, um, but then, and actually, you know, Raphael, I was reading that in the 1920s, drug dealers used to purposely do drug deals in the cinema because at the time, yeah. police dogs were still trained and there was something in that chemical substance to, for the smell that is still the same mm. one now it overrides the smell mm. and the dogs would walk straight past the popcorn so that was a big thing apparently also in the 1920s where the police were like check everyone with the popcorn because our dogs won't you know won't sniff anything so there's a very funny part about popcorn that i was reading as well mm -hmm. but again we sometimes think oh it's just a treat but if this is right. a treat you're doing once a month or twice a month or your whole life it's yeah. going to have that effect you know another one i was looking into was how we think we're doing the right thing in reading as an example at the moment in our house we're really focusing on no plastic as much as we can no plastic and then yeah and then the few plastic things we have it usually has the 10 cents at the back so we you know we, we try and bring them back and then use the vouchers to buy more food things right. like that but when you know when you read bpa free water mm. bottle that mm. was a huge marketing thing now when you start reading into what regrettable substitution means and that is basically where they've gone oh 
we're so sorry. We're actually feeding you complete poison. We do apologize. Now it's BPA free. But then we went from BPA to BPS. Then they apologized again as a development of new alternatives, calling mm. it in business language uh, and also for the insurance. It's regrettable substitution. So that is a real expression. That's a real thing wow. where they just take one out, but they just basically... It's a loophole where they get away and just adding another cousin chemical in there. And I'm calling it a cousin chemical because, it, for example, with the BPA and all of that, they have over 6,000. So mm. all they do is they make us think, oh, I'm doing the right thing by buying, as an example, BPA products, uh, BPA-free products. So, mm. But the truth is it's just another loophole. And because your brain's now being triggered and going, I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so again, it's just with this episode, I really want to inspire people to read every single word on the label and start researching what it, all these little short words, what mm. do they mean? And when you really look into also with PFAS, so PFAS, which is in like almost everything, most people know it from Teflon pans. So it right. makes, stick we have it in raincoats we have it in working gloves and safety jackets in our water mm. in some of our foods right. so you know subway starbucks i used used to buy a lot from north face it's a clothing company and uh, so again it's a bit of a wake-up call and going well if i'm buying from these companies you are also supporting right. the constant adding of, for example, PFA. PA. You see, there's so many little short, <laughs> short descriptions here. That's confuse exactly you. <laughs> but PFAS is is so damaging, Raphael. And you know, some sometimes you sort of joke and going, "Oh, how can drinking water or wearing a raincoat give you kidney cancer?" And but the truth is, because you are contributing towards still the manufacturing of these preservatives so again it's what kind of person are you where do you see yourself in three to five years where do you see your tribe and your community in the next 10 years because mm. i can tell you right now if you're going to feed your community or yourself with more and more preservatives we're not going to be clear thinking and spiritual and healthy and being able to actually tune in with mother nature and tune in with this planet because we we sorry it, it's a very personal opinion but when you eat fresh you're able to think fresh yeah. beautiful new thoughts yeah. so again you know we have certain traditions certain yeah. treats oh, look yeah. into what your treat is Popcorn, man, I, I mean, I can't do it anyway. I, I, I can't, I don't do popcorn anymore. But please look into, you know, what does it mean, regrettable substitution? What does it mean forever chemicals? Where does it come from? Right. And how long is it going to be in your stomach? Because if it can last five years in a tin, let's yeah, be honest. That's, really that's dangerous. So it's fluorinated compounds. That's what it sort of comes down to. And you can't break it down. It's no, you, you're going to have that in your stomach forever. You know, w when I was a teenager, when I was 14, I believe, I started working in a movie theater. And I got lucky. Um, my sister got me the job. I was my height already, 6'1", at that age. So they thought I was 18. That's how I got my job. <laughs> And uh, so I was working in movie theaters and of course they had popcorn. We had a popcorn room with bags and bags of already the, we didn't make the pop. It wasn't freshly popped. It was huge, clear plastic bags that were four feet tall. And they were, I don't know, two feet wide. They were huge. And there was bags and bags and bags. And then we used to bring those bags to the concession stands and then the butter. It's not butter. That was not butter. And then people say, can I get it with extra butter? Can I get 
And then you would give them with extra butter. And they're like, can I get some more? Like, oh my goodness, there's so much, there's so much. Don't get me wrong. I used to do the same thing because I was a teenager. I'm like, wow, and I can eat it for free? Yeah. yeah. This is crazy. So as a teenager, yeah, I ate my good share of popcorn. But when we think about eating healthy, and you said eat fresh, a lot of people think they're eating fresh. So take an apple that you buy in the supermarket. And there's two different apples you can buy in the supermarket. One is the regular one that's all shiny. And then the other one is organic. Yeah. And you say to yourself, wow, look at the one that's organic. It costs two times the price or sometimes even three times the price. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend that money. I'm going to go for the one that's less. It's beautiful. It's shiny. Mm. Right? Reminds me of the Wizard of Oz, right? Have this apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? And you know the shininess is actually nicotine spray. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yes. So, and that's and why that apple uh, is going to last. Mm-hmm. Put those two apples on, a, on, on your counter and mm-hmm. see which one which one deteriorates faster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it really comes down to we have to dedicate time in, as for example, myself trying to even just pronounce most of these words, yet alone taking the time to research them and the damage it's going to do to you. Mm. But this is your life. This is who you are. Mm. So, you know, really it's almost like, you you can't justify to anyone that you don't have that extra hour you know let's say once a week you spend 30 minutes in just reading more about what preservatives are what the damage is i mean i was watching a wonderful documentary from um uh russell brand i'm a very big fan and he's actually vegan and he was openly admitting and and inspiring people to also understand if you are eating preservatives so the preserved vegan foods that's not healthy either because again we're so manipulating thinking oh i'm a vegan i'm doing everything right for our planet but at the end of the day it's really interesting to read why they can last that long so again we often think we're doing the right thing but we haven't taken the time to truly read what's inside of them. And I think that's really what the episode is about. I had one very funny, I'm sorry, I need to mention this one, but if you're eating a preservative that's called Olestra, which is in a lot of things, it will cause vitamin depletion and anal leaking. Mm -hmm. So you know what? I don't don't want anal leaking. No, that's fine. (laughs) So for all the people who don't want to have anal leaking, these are the things that can happen from preservative foods, okay? Mm. Just to have a bit of a laugh about it. But truly, if your fatigue, hormone issues, you know, despite all the other illnesses, skin, lymphatic system, endocrine system, if you're not pooping once a day, if mm. your your mood swings, this could all be because you're not realizing you might be highly allergic to coloring, like M&Ms. I mean, there's a reason they don't melt in your hand, right? It's because Mm. they use the same chemicals to spray cars, okay? Mm. So for the cars to look nice and shiny and they don't melt, it's the same reason your M&M doesn't melt and it's nice and shiny. (laughs) So, you know, if you... Go on then, you know, keep on eating those M&Ms. They used to be my absolute favorite until I actually realized that I'm quite sensitive with my gut bacteria because I was highly allergic to gluten. And back in the 80s, they didn't really know about these things. So I would just have huge swollen bellies until someone then slowly started bringing out the education on -hmm. on gluten. And, you know, obviously my, my parents stopped it and I've been fine ever since. But that's the thing. I learned the hard way as a child being actually quite sensitive to really having to read everything. Mm. And even for those who go, I'm vegan. Well, I eat everything is plant-based. Again, read yeah, yeah. the label. It was a you really- You may. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know. So, but you know, on a good night. Oh, I like that picture in the middle. I like the, the, yes, the food yes. that makes your brain, right? We've always had similar creative slides like this. And, you know, we, we obviously, we have a lot of listeners on, on, on our show. So we're trying to get more into storytelling than into slides. Mm. But I'm just putting this one up again because when you, even with the basic let's say basic access to google this is not even going read books follow doctors go into nutritionists you know herbalists all these things you can read exactly what is very high in nutrition dense for example kale avocado spinach bok choy okay these four are one of the highest in nutrient dense foods so have your little treats have your little naughty habits but yeah. add something healthy yeah. into it. You know, no one's saying that you have to, you know, it's almost impossible to eat extremely clean every single day, unless you really live in your own built cottage, maybe somewhere, you know, in the, in the one wilderness, <laughs> right? But again, if you live in big cities, you have a stressed life, you, you, there is time pressure. Yeah. then think, okay, well, I'm going to make myself a list of these things. If I can add that every single day, it's going to give me a lot. Like, thank God I love avocado. Mm -hmm. So, you know, avocado, Likewise. bok choy, kale, those four, every single day, get them in there. It will support also then the movement and the digestion of all the other preservatives you might have eaten, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... But, yeah, I mean, really looking into, like, preparing for this episode was quite a journey because it truly made me realize how we have huge corporations that make you think you're eating healthy because it's advertised like that. You yeah. think they're supporting us for time, nutrition, you know, all these things. But the truth is keep reading keep reading yeah, down and yeah. further further down on that label oh, there's yeah. a reason why they want you to eat this on a daily basis you know celeste i gotta tell you i like saying the word bok choy it feels like i'm doing martial arts <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know eat, eat you know a lot of people they think that to have a snack it has to come out of a bag or out of a box right you can eat carrots, clean them off, peel them off. You can have grapes. You can have celery. You can have all these different things. But one of the things that <laughs> cracks me up all the time when people say, but I eat my vegetables. Yet yeah, they'll have broccoli with processed cheese on top of it. Extra <laughs> <laughs> melted. Yeah, but it's in the microwave. But it's, yeah, in the microwave, it's delicious. It may be, but it's still processed. Mm. And so you're taking something that's good and then you're kind of killing it. Right. Yeah. So what is it that we want to do with our lives? Think about every day. And we talked about it in the beginning. You have a chance to regain your health every day. Listen, it's okay. We all made mistakes. I make tons of them. Listen, I used to buy my own TV dinners, right, when I was a teenager because I oh, thought I was getting a treat, right? I used to go when I was a teenager. It, it, it wasn't an everyday deal, but I used to treat myself. I thought I was, I'm treating myself. I can't tell you it's my gosh, way over 20 years that I've been to a fast food restaurant or, you know, done any of those things. But when we can think about our future, we can't live in the past because that is the past. It's, mm -hmm. it's done with. And it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. What matters is what you do today, right? and tomorrow and the day after. You know, one of the things that, I, I forget who said this, but there's two places you can't live. You can't live in yesterday and you can't live in tomorrow. 
but you can live in today. That's, That's the one place you should live in today. Today is the day where you make a difference in your life. Celeste, guess what time it is? Mm, it's too fast. So much information. <laughs> we do have a lot, right? But listen, you know, uh, before we go off, we have a holiday that's coming up. It's it's celebrated and it's it's gotten out of hand. You're wondering what holiday is that? Because we've it got really, big Australia Day coming up and um, it's not really a holiday, but people are trying to make it that, right? It's not businesses don't close for it. But Billions and billions of dollars are made on this particular day. Oh, are you talking about Valentine's Day? I am talking about <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> so can I can I send you a heart-shaped pear? <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing you talked about is and, and I know we have to wrap it up. You talked about leaky. Yes. Right? But if you think of a plumber, right, if you have an actual leak in your home, if you hear your tap water and it's going tick, 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 and you let it go and you let it go and you let it go and you let it go. And then it's a little pipe has a little water coming out, little water, right? Eventually that may burst. And then you're going to have bigger problems. So don't have leaky bowel syndrome, right? <laughs> don't, you know, the, the one that cracks me up is when all these commercials come on for all these medications and they say, may cause death, may cause leaky bowel syndrome, may cause it. And I'm like, why would you want to take that? The reason some people have no choice but to take certain medications is because they continue to eat these products that continue to make their health deteriorate. Take control of you, right? You are beautiful. You can make a difference today. And it's not going to show up tomorrow necessarily. But if you do it day in and day out, your life will get better. Yeah. And this and you may smile more. <laughs> You're going to raise the vibration of yourself, then be able to also shine that out, attract the people that are on the same wavelength of, you know, that kind of positive vibration. And I yes. truly believe, and I've made it very clear on this episode, it's a personal opinion, but if you eat fresh, you're going to have fresh, beautiful thoughts. If you're going to eat something that can last for five years in a tin, mm -hmm. I don't believe you can have that chakra alignment. That's my statement for today. <laughs> you know, I, I rather say have somebody say to me, "Hey, Raphael is fresh, but he's not processed." <laughs> <laughs> With that note, Celeste, yeah. have an amazing rest of your evening, and I will have an amazing rest of my morning. Good day. You know, I, I've been uh, yesterday. There was a comment said to me. I said, "You know." You have a whole life before people wake up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, you do so much before most people wake up. And I'm like, yes, I know. And one of those amazing things is I get to share my time with a beautiful person, a beautiful soul, somebody who really believes in helping other people. And that is you, my dear. So thank That's you. That's what we do. This is what this year show is about. And we are so excited with this year, 23. We've got amazing guest speakers coming, doing oh, yeah. the true storytelling. Mm -hmm. So for any of those as well, listening and viewing this episode, please don't be shy. Come and share your story. Mm -hmm. Because the more we do this, the more we're going to have the same positive vibrational level on this planet. Let's right. do it. And listen, we have like 30 years left and then we've completely destroyed our planet. So, you know, the time's ticking just a little, guys. It is. It's ticking. 
It is tricky. Oh. But you know what? Even if you feel like, oh, I don't know, I can't be on a show like this, uh, or I'm camera shy, maybe you know somebody. Yes. Somebody sure. who is maybe you know an author, maybe you know somebody who's in the health and fitness industry. Send them our way. We'd but, love to have a conversation. Right. But Raphael, at the end of the day, if they if they're camera shy, first of all, we can have a good chat to them. Secondly, we can have an avatar because it's about, you know, or a beautiful picture. It's about your story and your voice mm. and the information. So please, if there's someone out there and you're just holding back because you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to be on live camera. I mean, I, I sometimes don't even worry anymore about what I wear because it's not about that. We're yeah. here to share the content. Yeah. So speak up. Maybe that's my, my last word for today. Speak up and speak the truth. The truth. <laughs> That's it. That's why this is called the Seer Show. We always seek the truth. The truth. That's right. Enjoy, everybody. Have an amazing, Bye. amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye. Good evening.